Hi, everyone. I'm Clyde Bryant, and welcome to episode nine of the Uptown Experts podcast. I'm sitting here today with a special guest, a friend, uh, former soccer player. Uh, like it's the list goes on. Mr. Paul Okudo, managing partner, Clear Trust Mortgages. Paul, you, got the, you killed that. Thank you. I get called Prejudo, <laughs> Ochudo. Killed it, man. I tried. Former I tried. soccer player. I mean, that's kind. I don't, well, I, I mean, I don't know. you know, you, for me, when I think soccer, I think Paul Acuna. Yeah, okay. But this, is the, this is the truth. Here we go. Well, right? that's how we met, that's for sure. We... <laughs> as uh, as opponents, as you said, 99% of our life opponents. Opponents. What was it? I, I, want, I was trying to think on the way here when we met. I, I want to say it was probably like 20 years ago, playing oh. men's league. Yes. Right? Yes. You're on Hot Genas. <laughs> Jesus, and yes. uh, and you were defending me at the time. I don't know why I was playing striker. It was men's league. And you just had, like, when you think of the best NBA players that talk smack, like, every time I watch Kevin Garnett, I think of you because, like, you could get into someone's head. And then every time we'd play you, I'd be like, oh, this guy's going to start with me again. 100%. And then we would just chirp, get in each other's heads. And then I think it was after the last game, three weeks later, we ended up being at the same wedding. <laughs> For my cousin. cousin. Let's talk (laughs) about that. Who was good friends with with your wife. Yeah. At at the time, you guys weren't married at the time. I don't think, right? You guys were dating for a long time. Yeah. And they live on the same street. And I'm like, we're at the house. And I'm like, I I think I hate this guy. But then we started talking. Why is he here? (laughs) Why is he? And and, uh, you were more Italian than half of us there. So you know what I mean? (laughs) Here we are. But uh, no, thanks for having me on. This is amazing. Uh, What a setup you you have. And and the Tumblr is a beautiful beautiful uh, a gift it's a nice touch so. yeah it's a, it's a little something to say thank you of course is you know just uh trying to put this all together even just reaching out to you to say you know really wanted to have you on because it it speaks to what we're trying to do here 100 right you know it's it's about finding ways to work together finding ways to to support each other and that's that's what we're about and you know coming in for for us here at uptown you know coming into you know the dlc family and you know, seeing kind of the culture and kind of the way things are being done, you know, I came in and said, okay, I, I see what they're doing. I'm going to put, you know, put a little uptown sprinkle on it. That's but it. while doing that, I was always thinking about, you know, you and how you're doing it here. And um, I, as I said to you, you know, when we were offset, I, I admire the, I admire what you're doing, Paul. I appreciate it. Yeah. Back right back at you. I think I remember when Eddie, uh, shout out Eddie Cotrolo, let me know that you guys joined. It was one of those things where it's, it's, it's really cool to see, People, we used to walk by each other on King Street, mm-hmm. on Bay Street, yeah, right? Like we yeah. were right with the banks. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out CIBC Maroon. I you know. know. I didn't even think about that, right? <laughs> so I'm wearing, like, I wonder if it's going to teach him back to, you know what yeah. I mean? Uh, cut that out? It was Claret. Oh, Claret. My bad. I was like, oh, we can't talk about the banks. Yeah, no, we can talk um, about it. It's fine. But um, all those years and, and being at the banks and, and, and now to see that you come into the to this industry and what you guys have done, I, 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 I honestly, I really really admire it like i said the the staff here what i see you doing on social the pod uh, it's a true family feel like you could feel the culture through what i see and obviously coming to the office and we get to see each other at events which is cool we're yeah. at inspire mexico dlc and then we see each other at other bank events and and it's cool it's cool to see the success of, of friends and uh once again there's there's room for all of us and it's just about that support i i do think the broker space needs uptown yeah. i do think the broker space needs clear trust and, and so many others it's cool it's really good why not want to see success of friends 
even though we were opponents on the field. But we were teammates for we, one we, year. We were, we were right? teammates for... For actually it, a little bit more. Maybe a little bit more. Maybe a little bit more, yeah. yeah when you joined forces. Um, and it was a really, really cool year. You and Louis, who works for you. And yeah. we joined. And uh, that was a lot of fun that year. I, 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 you know what? We could count on you guys. Like, we're going to London and Oakville. And you guys were showing up, at least. Yeah, of course. Right? Playing 90 minutes at probably an age when we shouldn't be, but you're a, <laughs> gonna, we heard your voice back there. That's for sure. Left or right back. Always, know? always there, always there in the back helping out. No, you're great. You're great. So yeah. no, it was a lot of fun. We had a lot of good times together and hopefully many more. It's exactly. Been, it's been great seeing you guys around. So yeah, it's, it, it's you know, it's, it kind of speaks to everything that we do, mm -hmm. right? Looking back and then, you know, trying to build foundation. We were talking about foundation earlier. Um, you know, like I, I said to you, you know, when I thought mortgages, when I thought, you know, looking at what I'm trying to put together, I always thought Paul. And Come on. No, I'm being honest with you. You know, I, I saw the way you did it, you know, on Bay Street working, you know, working with Big Green. And I'm like, Paul was always, he was, again, always the opposition, right? Yeah. Not in a manner yeah, that yeah, was. Yeah, for sure. But it was always... You know, that's, that's the guy, I see him. I see what he's doing and, you know, we're, I'm watching what he's doing and, you know, we're having some quick conversations on the sidelines, yeah. right? And so having the ability even to just, you know, join forces, as, yeah. as we said, that year was kind of interesting, yeah, right? That was cool. And um, taking it and kind of running with it and learning from it, you know, that's, that's kind of where this all comes back to, right? It's uh, the opponents you hate the most, you love as your teammates. Exactly. You know what I mean? So I, I tell, I know you coach uh, your, your your son's teams. I coach my daughter's teams. I remember we were playing against a goalie and she was screaming and she's making saves. And I went up to the dad. I'm like, listen, she wants to play. Bring her on over. And I remember the girls were like, yeah, but like she gets in. I said, that's who you want as your, that's that's who you want you want. your team. Exactly. You know what I mean? Someone you can count that's on. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, the banks truly make us who we are. Yes. And, that's, and that's what I always tell everyone. The bank turns you into a polished individual. If you listen, if you take the advice, if you network. And that's what's, I guarantee you, there's certain situations you're in today that oh. you're like using the approach, the emotional intelligence, like the bank has helped us develop that. It has. And then whether you have the, the guts to make the jump. Exactly. And leave. And you've been so entrepreneurial, right? Like oh. honestly, real estate, <laughs> mortgages, the private lending, like, the pod, you've always had that. And, and we've kept in touch through, you know, acquaintances, but yeah. it's, you know, social and instant stuff. And, and uh, you're killing it, man, honestly. So, so much respect to you again. Thank you. Thank you. It's not a love fest, but so far it's been. <laughs> so, so, so far it has you know, We can dive into good. more meat and potatoes, but so <laughs> right. far, you know, you got to give credit where credit's due. Yeah, you know? 100%. So right so. back at you, man. All right, ready. We're ready, let's I'm gonna, do it. I'm going to fire at you. Okay. All right, so first one we're going to talk about is... You know, the, the, the easy one. Sure. So who is Paul Acuto on a personal business level? Talk to us. Let us know. Let us in. I always ask that question. Never been asked. Paul Acuto. So um, first and foremost, father, three daughters. Uh, you have three boys. I know. Right? So another opposite <laughs> type of, uh, that's, that seems to be the theme. This seems to be the uh, theme. Once again, uh, husband, families, what drives me similar to you. Uh, you know, once again, a lot of people talk about, you know, oh, how you got here and, and look, at, look at, you know, the success and whatnot. And they don't know the story. They don't know, you know, when my wife was pregnant, I had to move to Bradford and downsize and she's on mat leave and I got to work at my dad's restaurant two nights a week and you're grinding and while I'm working at TD. So 
people don't know the backstory because you all got to start somewhere. We all start right? somewhere. And, uh, and first and foremost, that's always been at, at my, my core is, is for the family. It's not so much about reaching a certain milestone in, in income. It's about being able to take them to Disney, mm-hmm. right? Make those memories. You need that stuff. And, and I'm sure you're the same way. If you yeah. don't go away and, and level set and reset and just turn that phone off, because here we're the same. We're answering our phone all the time. It's always on. It's always on. There's no such thing as off. And so being able to go away, and even though when you go away, you're probably still paying attention yeah, here and there. The kids go to sit, right? <laughs> um, it, it really level sets. So for me, at my core, that's what motivates me. Mm-hmm. The family, the kids, um, on a personal level, obviously, I'm a big, big sports guy. And uh, obviously, I, I, I coach soccer now, not so much play, just because we've seen so many injuries. We're getting older. The body's not there. I, yeah. I try to work out. I think, I, I, I think for me, you know, the f- physical well-being, emotional well-being, and then there's the spiritual. I, I think we talk about all that. But those are three kind of pillars. And I just find myself always on the go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and to me, I, I, I find myself that I... Sometimes there's not enough time in the day. Yeah. How do you split yourself between your staff, your work, your your family, your friends, uh-huh. your sports, your whatever? So, again, something's got to take a back seat. Right now, it's sleep. Right? <laughs> it's got to be something. But for me, um, Paulo Cuto is really a family man, and I really enjoy what I do. I really enjoy going to work every day. The team we've built is incredible. I've been lucky that people have followed me. They're, you know... One thing that I say is when, when someone gets hired and we go through the interview process, what are your goals? What do you want to achieve? Those goals become my goals. And I'm behind you fully. Obviously, at the end of the day, you got to go execute. Yeah. Right? We can give you all the tools the same way as your staff. You can give all the tools. Here's what made Clyde successful. Here's what I did. At the end of the day, we can't go out and make those calls. We can't be on the phone creating those relationships. Mm-hmm. But it's about putting food on these folks' tables, which I know that you really drives you as well. But I'm very fortunate. Nothing lasts forever. So while we're healthy, knock on wood, while things are going good, uh, wake up, be happy. And obviously, there's going to be days where you're just like, you know what, you got to pack it in, call it a day. But uh, but yeah, that's that's me and my core, honestly. So I don't know if I gave you enough, but that's, that's, that's what it is. So, Paul. Yes. Tell me. Why did you become a mortgage broker? Why did you move out of the banking into the broker space? Probably one of the hardest decisions. Probably same for you. It was at a point, it was actually January, right before uh, January 2020 when I left. So right before, like March, the world shut down, which probably if I waited in a couple more months, you, you're not, no, one's, no one's moving after that yeah. for the most part. It, uh, I started losing a bit of folks on my team. So at, at the bank, I was running a, uh, a mortgage team. I had 25 mortgage specialists on my team, pretty successful team. We were doing pretty good volumes. And that's what really, uh, that was my favorite role ever in, in, in my career. Really kickstarted it. And I was starting to lose some, some, some of my specialists that just felt that their book of business didn't fit within the box, mm-hmm. right? The best way to say it is you have one, one line of products. And, um, and so then I started thinking to myself, I'm at an age where, entrepreneurial blood has always been within me. Father owns a restaurant, sister's own daycares. Uh, you know, my wife has her own business as well. And, and I felt like maybe now is the time. A lot of my ex-team joined a particular brokerage. I was getting calls all the time. And I just felt like I could always go back to the bank mm-hmm. if it didn't work out. 
but it allowed me to go and do something where you're building it for yourself and it allows you to be a little bit more free and liberal to do stuff like podcasts mm -hmm. and get into different ventures. And I thought if, if I didn't do it then, I probably never would have. And it was a huge risk. I'm going from a pretty good salary, pretty comfortable salary plus, plus commissions. Uh, just had my second, she was about, I think two or three years old. And, and now you're leaving and you're moving on and, and you got a young family to support, but it just felt like the right time to make that move. And uh, I haven't looked back since. And, and mortgage brokering, for me, it was only mortgages. That's mm. all I was going to do. But my, my skill set's different. It's really leading mortgage specialists. It's really coaching them. It's helping them drive their business. It's, it's talking to them about how do you create a legacy for yourself now? How are you creating good processes? How are you efficient? How are you creating those relationships? So I don't actually underwrite or write my own book of business. And I've been fortunate that people have followed me. Uh, you know, I really do, you know, I'm very blessed. I always say that people are like, oh, you know, how is it? And I say, you know, I'm blessed. I'm lucky. Whichever we want to position. They're like, no, really like, but truly I believe that, you know, like to be in the positions we're in, mm -hmm. obviously you take certain risks, but you think about how did you get that first position? How did you move your way up through the bank? Yes, doors open for you. you at the end of the day, you have to do well on that interview. Yeah, you still got You work. have to, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, why are people following you? How, how, why did you meet this particular individual? Why did we meet? We're talking about all these different, you know, different cross that we path, whether yeah. it was through soccer, whether it was through family, We're always you know, sister-in-law working with my wife, like different things. And, and we think to ourselves, like, obviously this person's in our life for a reason. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm a big believer of that. But to me, I jumped to clear trust. At that time, when I decided to leave the bank, I had you know interview. You're going to go through the process. You're a free agent. I've never been a free agent in my life. Exactly. Been with the bank for 15 years. Been married with my wife for who knows in a larger contract. I say it's like Nike, like you know, like when Jordan signed with Nike, it's yeah. lifetime. And it was it was weird, right? Like I'm going for interviews, and I'm like, I'm a free agent. Like this, how does this feel? It's kind of like unheard of. But Clear Trust to me fit the culture. It was a lot of X. Uh, let's call it the green bank, mm -hmm. really family, really supportive, and really gave me the ability to go out and, and build something, right? And, and say, hey, here's, make your mistakes. We believe in you as a leader. Build it, right? Uh, and hopefully they will come. <laughs> and, the, and, and I was fortunate that people have reached out and they've seen what we've been doing. Um, but yeah, that's, that's really why I left. Nothing in particular, just one of those things where you feel in your head like, maybe now is the time to go, mm. right? Like when you came and joined Universe, like you were with Veneto for so long, shout out right? To shout out to Veneto, you know, Veneto and, and shout out to, was it the Lions? Were you guys Veneto? Yeah, we yeah were okay, Lions. I was right. We like, Lions, my I'm so used to playing for Kleinberg Lions. <laughs> uh, you know, Universe, shout out to Tony Malio and, and you came and you and Louis, after leaving a club that you guys created. Created. Yeah. When you thought of Veneto, you guys thought of, you thought of Clyde and Louie. Like yeah. you guys were the vets on that team. We used to hate playing you guys. <laughs> Again, rivalries. But you leave a team and you, and you come somewhere and you just feel like there's a time where it just feels like it's, it's time to make a move. Yeah. Whether right or wrong, so far it's worked out, but that's, but that's the rationale behind it. That's, that's, been, that's a great story. Yeah, thank uh, you. You're too uh, kind. An inspirational story. Oh, Let's come be on. honest, right? I mean, think about it. I mean, we... We bet on ourselves. We took a risk, 
right? We said... I think you said that to someone. I think you said it to, to Marion. Maybe. Uh, or someone said it. And he's like, I think he's like, yeah, Clyde told me you're like Fred Van Vliet. You bet on yourself. Uh, and I'm like, okay, I don't know, guys. Like, really, Fred just got a bag. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Freddie just <laughs> signed in Houston. You got a bag. He did. Right? Again, talking about not about money, but he got a bag. Yeah. So, uh, but you're right. You did bet on yourself. And yeah. you did it a lot earlier than me. Like yeah. you jumped into real estate and you left and that's what you did. And now you're, now you have your hands in all these, there's not a lot of people that can do mortgages and real estate. Well, we dabble. We, you know, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, modest guy. <laughs> you dabble. Okay. Okay. Sure. We, we do what we have to do in order to support our network. Yeah. And that's, that's fair. That's, that's who we are. That's what we do. And you know, it's, and I say this all the time, it's, it's our network. It's the people that, that have trusted in us that have allowed us, you know, we're uptown to do what it's doing today. And so if we do a little bit of real estate here or a little bit of that over there, it's just a testament to the people that work with us, you know, supporting us and, and doing what we do. And that's, again, you know, going back to one of the reasons why, you know, reaching out to you and saying, you know, just let's, let's sit down. Let's have a, let's have a conversation. Let's find, you know, ways that we can cross and overlap 100%. because, you know, I, I, I say this you know, all the time. It's, you know, there's about a million burgers and fries places, That's right? But you know they all find a way to coexist, 100%. right? If you want a burger from McDonald's, go to McDonald's. But you know Burger King's not going to be mad at you, no, nope. right? No, nope. um, you know because at the end of the day, for that transaction, for that whatever it was, that's what it was about. That's what you have to look at it. Like my father's been in a restaurant owner in Woodbridge. His mm -hmm. entire there's a literally a restaurant on every corner. Yeah, and he always said to me. We're going to have our clientele. They're going to have theirs. There's going to be some that are going to go to both, but there's definitely enough, yeah. right? And so there's business enough for, for everybody. And there's uptown clients, there's clear trust clients. But again, um, we've never, we've both been in this industry. We've never kind of had to step on each other's toes. And yeah. I don't think we need to. Again, no. like it's, it's been great. And, and I learned from you every conversation too, truly. Like you're uh, a culture setter. From the podcast perspective as well, I've watched many episodes. I love it. I think I think what you guys bring is great. And uh, thank you. Nothing but love. Again, it sounds again like a love. Fest, it's true. Man. It's <laughs> well, true. that just speaks to who you are, right? It's the Paul that that you know people are saying. Well, you know, Paul and you. I'm like, no, it, there is no Paul in me. It's just you know, it's it's admiration. Just it seeing is, what yeah. he's doing, seeing how hard he's working. You know, but it's genuine, right? Like yeah. that's the thing. I want people to really like. There's a lot of times you talk to people and, and at the bank, we had to be on all the time. Oh, yeah. Right? And that's one of the things that's nice that you don't have to be on all the time, but you could just be genuine, right? That's what it's about. Like, to laugh like yourself, you know, the, the, the famous Clyde laugh, right? You, you, can be, you can be yourself. You can do what you got to do. You're having a bad day. You want to shut it down. This is what it is. Like, we're all, we're all humans, right? You're just dealing with a lot of stuff. You're juggling a lot of balls in the air. It's tough. That's, oh, man. Right? That's, that's a whole separate conversation right. but let's let's dabble into that sure. one a little bit so why sure. don't you tell us a little bit about you know what does the day in the life of paul look like sure. as managing partner sure clear trust yeah so we've grown quite a bit i obviously scaling is is always tough uh however again we've been really fortunate through our own staff that have that have been in banking in the past that have talked to a lot of their friends and and former co-workers where they're like are you enjoying it are you liking it? And and brokering is not for everybody, right? Like I'm sure you talk to people that maybe still work at a bank or they're in a different type of sales role. Coming over doing mortgages isn't for everybody, right? And some people have really good setups. And so whenever I'm talking to someone, it's like, does this make the right 
fifth, is this the right fit for you? It doesn't make sense. And I'm very honest with them to say, the transition is hard. Like going from banker to broker is hard. Like I, I remember sitting there some days saying to myself, holy smokes, like I feel overloaded. I can imagine an agent that's trying, that has 30 deals to put up that has no clue about the policies of the banks we work with, they're mm -hmm. used to one thing. So again, it is very, very hard. But to, to get back to a day in the life, recruiting, a lot of uh, you know appeals in the sense of if a deal isn't isn't working somewhere that we strongly believe in, I'm working with the agent to really get on the get on the phone with the managers. Uh, I do a lot of uh, coaching, so my agents were coaching in, on a monthly basis, sometimes biweekly. And what the coaching means, and once again, whether we call it you know leveling up or coaching or or activity management, it's something that I learned at the bank. But again, it's very different because what we're sitting there saying is. What do you want to achieve? Mm -hmm. You know, what activities are you doing? Here's what the other big producers are doing, right? Do you want to learn from them? Can we implement something like that into yours? And I really work with different folks. Not everyone's a level, like an A-type personality. Sorry, an A-type, like, like you and I. They can't walk into a room, Clyde, what's it like? You know what I mean? Like, what's up? And, and, and you know, we're, you we're talking, everyone's like, holy, there's Paul and Clyde again, <laughs> right? Um, some people are very quiet, right? Yes. You look at the Louis, look at the Carlos, mm -hmm. quiet, reserved but their clients trust them. Yeah. And those types of personalities are very successful because they can level set and they can sit down and they can say, hey, trust me, I, I know my stuff, mm -hmm. right? They have that brand. And so how do you take a Louis or a Carlo to make them as successful as a, a level A, like a Daniel who you met, yeah, right? Exactly. Who, who owns the room. Yeah. Right, who's who's coming out and, and can go up to anybody and make their relationship. Maybe it's not as easy for a Louis or a Carlo. But again, how do we find those ways for them to get those deals? And so again, it's it's really understanding their personality. Not everyone wants to be on social. No. Not everyone wants to go on a podcast. Not everyone wants to make cold calls. But again, there's certain activities. And I was saying this to you again. To me, social is about really pushing your brand. Right, it's about if a client doesn't know who Uptown is, they can go and see the the events you guys go to. They can see the real smiles. They can see you guys putting up the Christmas tree, um, and, and really what you guys are doing as as a group and feel that warmness. Right, like like it speaks through the phone, but that's genuine. Mm -hmm. Right, but are you going to get clients from it? I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe five, ten a year. But again, if someone's thinking about, hey, I'm thinking about going to Uptown and they see that, it's like, oh, you know what? I'm going to get that through the service. And so I tell, I tell my folks that, uh, and again, so a lot of it really is, is the coaching uh, and really talking about those activities. And then it's the relationship management, right? I'm on the phone constantly with our lenders, our partners, and uh, just really working through, obviously, there's all the non-fun stuff, the reporting, the analytics, uh, you know, setting up the events, which is fun. We do a lot of stuff. We give back. There's the community stuff. There's, uh, we do a lot of economic seminars where we bring in realtors. So there's so much. There, there's enough to keep us, uh, us busy or me busy. Yeah. Uh, 12 hours a day. But again, <laughs> it's just enjoyable, right? It, it is enjoyable. And uh, there's stuff that we do that's not. But I stay in my lane. Like I told you, like, there's a lot of things I'm not great at. And I honestly, at the bank, they used to say, you got to be good at all facets of your job. And then, which, which helps you because I didn't love doing spreadsheets, but doing spreadsheets now is a huge, yeah. you know, it's a huge uh, thing that I have under my belt that I would have never learned. So yeah. again, you do what you have to do. 
not everything that we love, but for the most part, I'm very passionate and I'm surrounded by great people, similar to you. Like you want to get up at night, uh, sorry, in the morning, uh, not <laughs> at night. Sometimes at night. Sometimes Let's be honest, at night. Right? We're like, <laughs> there's things that keep us up as a, as a leader, as mortgages. We're doing the biggest transactions for, for, for folks and, yeah. um, and that. So anyways, either way, waking up every morning, being happy to go to work is, uh, I'm very lucky. That's why we do what we do. Right? 100%. It's, uh, it's part of the motivation, right? It's, yeah. part of our, uh, it's part of our why. And leadership, right? Like, you're, you've always been a leader. Whether it's been on the field, whether it's been at work, whether it's in coaching, right? And that's, and, and that's what it is. Like, it's, it's leadership in many forms. Yeah. But you've always had that voice, and you've seen it through. And that's what makes you entrepreneurial, right? It's honest, right? And now you, you kind of... I, it's as you get older, yeah. you start uh, realizing a few things about yourself sometimes as well, right? And you, you start asking yourself, okay, what are the things that, that I really like to do, Yeah, right? What are the things that I don't really like doing yeah. and I don't want to do those anymore, but they're part of you know, being a leader, being a, an entrepreneur. So, you know, you find, you find your, your lane and you, you run with it and you hire and you empower others right. in order to try to grow. Right, and that's uh, that's the entrepreneurial spirit. That's sure. that's that's where it comes from. But yep. you know, you mentioned to me or to us earlier that you know, dad was an entrepreneur, and you know, having the having the the, the retail store, and, and similarly on, on my mom and my dad's side, another retail store, another similarity here. Right, right. it's like star-crossed lovers here, Paul. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> someone write a song about it. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> Shout out, Drizzy. Yeah, imagine, <laughs> please. So, um, anyhow, slightly off track, but let's we're going to dive back in. So let me sure. ask you this one, because we are all about mortgages. That's right. We are about the industry that we are crazy passionate enough, or crazy passionate about, mm -hmm. that uh, we decided to dedicate our lives to it. I mean, yeah. that's what we're doing here, right? That's right. And, you know, um, I like to say, like, we do mortgages, or we, we're, we're just, we're brokering mortgages at, uh, you know, whatever level we can do it, right? We're just trying to find a way to dive in. But um, at the end of the day, it's, the foundation is all, it's all mortgages and lending. And, you know, the, the mortgages and lending space right now is, um, it's a little bit upside down, as, you know, some people would say. Mm. Um, you know, we're going through some turbulent times. And, you know... I'm sure a lot of people that are attached to your network, similarly to, you know, attached to mine, they're, they're wondering, you know, what's, what's going on in the, you know, in, in the mortgage fields? What are you guys seeing? You know, what's, what's your view? What's your take on, on what's going on slightly, just so people can say we're talking to them? Yeah, I mean, overall, overarching, 2023 was a tough year for clients with interest rates, for homeowners, for us, for real estate agents. And I know people are going to be like, we don't feel sorry for you guys. You guys have been <laughs> killing it for how many years? And, and it's true. You're not going to have a career year every year. No. Right? So I'll answer that twofold from a client perspective. And then I'll answer from our, our employees, mm -hmm. right? So from a client perspective, I think it's been an extremely tough year. You have these mortgage hikes, right? The Bank of Canada is ra raising them. People coming out of renewals people that have bought houses that now have to close and you're not making as much or your rent isn't covering. And people are in really tough positions. Yeah. And uh, it's really tough to see 
clients in those positions. And I think we're both very similar as well as our staff in we do what's best for the client. So there are some clients that had to walk away. Mm-hmm. There's some clients that, you know, we, we put them in the best position possible to say, hey, maybe you wait and see for six months or maybe you go on a shorter term. But what we're really seeing is last year, the sticker shock is somewhat wearing off a little bit. And I don't want to say that it's all, you know, sunshine and rainbows now because it's not. But to tell someone that rates are in the high fives, low sixes is not like what mind blowing anymore. Exactly. And so all those that are waiting on the sidelines, all the pre-cons, immigration, Mm -hmm. I think there comes that realization where we're probably not going to ever potentially see the 299s, 199s. Even we, we were putting some people one and a half. It was one, uh, right? Um, I don't know if that was necessarily good for the business. No, it wasn't. Right? It was like the Wild West all over again. Right. right? So, so, again, where we are now, I think, is a little bit on the higher side. I agree. Uh, I do think, to me, a sweet spot's 399 the 499. Yeah. I'd love to be there. Obviously, 399 probably seems like a dream right yeah. now. But, you know, that four, that four and a half, 499. Four and a half. Yeah, exactly. Right? We are seeing fixed rates come down. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, you know, um, that statement isn't untrue because uh, when this goes live, because no. fixed rates are changing by the day. <laughs> but we are seeing some of that. And, and to clients out there, you know, at the end of the day, there will be some light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and what's happening right now is really, really tough for everybody. And as mortgage experts, as advisors, as people that care about uh, our clients, we have to maybe, you know, change our focus. The five-year fixed probably isn't the best term right now. No. It actually isn't. Like, you're hedging away. I always say a five-year fixed right now, and again, I don't want this to age badly, can look like a, you know, a John Tavares contract or a Turkaloo contract. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where you're signing someone and... At the beginning, it looks good, but then three, four, five years down the road, you're like, wow, this is a really hefty price to pay. But again, we've really shifted that, and our staff understands that that's, we have to do what's best for the client. Mm-hmm. And so from a client perspective, again, it's been a really tough year. Uh, for those that have had to close or those that have had to walk away, uh, those that are in a deficit on their rentals, it's tough yeah. and we see it and we're, and we're trying to guide them through it and, and really find solutions for them, tailored solutions. Um, and it is hard. It's not easy. From a staff perspective, I've been really talking to people as we're looking to 2024. So, you know, what do you think 2024 is going to be? And, and people are having a different outlook on 2024. Yeah, we're ready more, for it. Yeah, a little bit more We're positive. ready for it. Yeah. We're going to kill it. We're, you know, we're, we're, we're going to start the activities now. We're writing off 2023. To me, I have a few people in the, in the office that did better in 2023 than 2024. And we're talking like big producers. Because when they game planned or when they understood that I think hi- there's going to be rate hikes. And I think that the regular deals we were doing and the, the refinances, that's what really took a hit. The refinances of course, this year, right? Yeah. If you purchase something, you're most likely have to close. You got to close. But we can't call a client now and say, hey, you're at three and a half. I got 199 for you. Let me help your cash flow. That's what we were doing in 2023. Exactly. The ones that executed, the ones that were picking up the phone, the ones that were building those relationships, the ones that realized I had to add more people. So you think about coaching your son's team or you think about a general manager, mm-hmm. okay? In any sports team. 
Next year, you've lost, let's just call it, we know they're calling for a 20% down. So your scoring is going to go down 20%, whether it's through soccer, through goal scoring. So, you know, let's talk about you're going to lose Louis and Carlo on our team or, or you're going to lose 20, 25 goals. Yeah. You have to bring in players. So as, as a staff, you have to bring in other COIs. Me as, as a managing partner or you, you have to bring in new players that are going to fill that gap. And that's the mindset you have to have. Right? So the mindset of the staff is better now because they know 2024 is going to be a good year. We know what we have to do to succeed. But my challenge was that you went down 30% or you went down 50% in 2023. That impacted your lifestyle. That impacted the food. And listen, don't get me wrong. That it, we got impacted too. Of you course. and I big time. Of course. Right? And so we feel that pain because if the brokerage isn't doing well, we're not doing well. We're exactly. That's the bottom line. That's, we all suffer You know what together. I mean? So we all <laughs> suffer together. So when we're coming from a place of, hey, we did what we had to do to hope that the brokerage does better or real estate or whatever the case mm -hmm. is. But at the end of the day, you can't just sit there and say, oh, the last six months, like I'm dead, I'm not busy and there's no business out there. There's business out there. Yeah, for those right? that want it. For those that want it. Michael Jordan didn't come into training camp and say, I'm going to have a bad year. Or, I'm not going to be the hardest working guy here. No. Right? Like, don't look at him in Washington because, you know, at that point, he's washed up. But, like, well, again. I'm sure he still applied himself. He, he did. And he was trying the best he could, right, for his skill set. But to be the best at anything, and, again, not everyone can be the best. And no. you, you work within your skill set, but you don't need to be skilled to work hard. No. That's the one thing that is in your control that's every right. day. Right, and I'm sure you speak the same language. So yeah. that's kind of the message. Again, I don't know what people can unravel from that, but that's my message. That's a message to anyone that's paying attention because, you know, you, you just hit a nail on the head and it's the willingness to work hard is something that, you know, I'm not going to say you can't teach, but it's something that is hard to Hard, hard it's, hard, it's hard to push people, yeah. right? And so when you think about the the achievers, the the ones that you're working with, the ones that you empower, or the ones that you're trying to recruit, are those, is that that little touch, that little ingredient that you're looking for as as someone that's actively recruiting people? It is. I think for me too, you're not going to have everyone that's going to want to do 200 mortgages a year or 100 mortgages a year. I'm okay with those folks that come in and say, listen, I'm happy doing 40, 40 widgets a year. To me, that allows me to also work with them to say, okay, here's what you have to do. You still have to do whatever it is, five a month, six a month, right? Doing six deals a month is a lot. That's a lot still, of business. Still, it's not, it's not like, <laughs> it's not chump change. Some that want to do two or three, that's fine. What I, I do struggle with is when you give someone a recipe and they come back with a ton of objections yeah. over and over. And it's like, did you try this? Yeah, that doesn't work. Well, okay, did you try this? Well, you got to throw things at the wall and see what sticks. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't work for 12 months, 18 months, maybe this isn't the right fit. Mm -hmm. Right? Okay. Like maybe this isn't the right. And that's okay because yeah. it's a really tough job. You eat what you hunt. Yeah. It's not easy. No. You know Every what I mean? Like day. there's some months that you're, that you have no pay. Mm -hmm. Got to dip in that line. It's not you fun. Do, you got to you know, do what you want to do. Now they want to do it. But again, this is a really tough job. Mm -hmm. And... I never want to bring someone in that thinks it's going to be, you know, a walk in the park. It's not. It's tough. Every it's day. really tough. Yeah. You know, I always say this to people. You go to the gym, walking, getting there is the hardest part. 
So you get in for sure. But like, do I go there and kill myself? Not really. No. I don't anymore. No. I go there just so I can eat pasta every night. <laughs> and still want. like look decent, like with a blazer on. You know, I got my Manx on here covering, you know, it's got, it makes me look okay. But again, it's like going to the gym and if you just go there and you talk for an hour, you're not going to really achieve anything. You go there, you work out, you do some stuff. Like, you know, again, sauna, mindset. But am I going there looking, you know, trying to look like Cristiano Ronaldo? No. No. I mean. But again, but those that want to look, if I did go there looking, like trying that, you're going to see more results. But again, that's what I just equated to, right? Whatever you want to achieve, I'm here to help you achieve it. But you got to be open-minded and you got to execute. We can have a plan. Right, so we walk out of those those coaching sessions with an action plan that they come up with. So, but it's got to be granular. It's not. I want to meet two new people this month. Okay, how? Mm, let's dig a little bit deeper. How? You know. Oh, I'm gonna call my dad. How many calls a day? You know what I mean? Like, mm. we can just walk out and say we're gonna do something. But what is the plan to do it? You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. the planning. I guarantee you're very regimented. I could, I could, there's no way you're this successful and you're not. You know what I mean? You probably put your hand cream on, you know, at 8 a.m. every day. <laughs> every day. You know what I mean? No, but you're probably watching whether it is. And again, it could be waking up and going on the Peloton. It could be waking up having breakfast with your kids. It could be waking up watching Sportsnet. It could be waking up looking at, you know, your Yahoo Fantasy Sports. Mm -hmm. today. Whatever it is, like the same day, the same routine, and then you're getting into it. Mm -hmm. But I guarantee you have it. I know you have it. Oh, yeah. Everybody that knows me, everybody that's in this office, you know, I'm, I'm probably driving crazy, but I come in and I, I got to do what I got to do, right? This is what I do every day because this is what works for me. That's right. Right. And when you find it, you run with that's it. it. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nope. Right. I always say just <laughs> every day for me is just trying to find a better way to do the things that I did yesterday. That's right. Right. And yeah, okay. You know, there's going to be days off. Let's be honest. Yeah. There's going to be days that, you know, you come in and you're like, <sighs> yeah. Today's not going to be a good one, but I'm going to go through it, right? Because it's, it's part of it. Same right? as athletes. So they don't play good every single game. Exactly. Oh. But you got to be willing to, to do the hard work. Yeah. Right? And that's, I guess that really is, I guess. That's it. That's it. But, but again, and, I, and I'm always relate things to sports, and I know mm -hmm. you get it. I, I apologize to the viewers that don't. But when the game's not going right for you, we've all been on the field or the court or wherever it is, you got to find other ways, mm -hmm. whether it's through the leadership or the working hard or, or, or doing the little things that matter because it's not going to go good for you every day. No. Right. But, but you hit again, you hit the nail on the head and not take your words, but it's true. It's, it's just finding ways to get through it and, and push on. I think uh, all the, uh, the brokers out there are definitely appreciating the, the words of wisdom. So I hope so. Um, let's talk about, you ready for this one? I hope so. <laughs> it's one of those ones you didn't probably, uh, this is a surprise one. Go for no, it. I'll, I'll be kind. I'll be kind. So let's talk about um, what motivates you. What is at the core of, you know, why you wake up, uh, I guarantee early. Yep. You're right. Yep. Get into your routine. Yep. Do your bit. Why is it that you do the things that you do that, that are guaranteed extremely challenging? You know, the easy answer is is the wife and the kids. Mm -hmm. But we were doing this before. Exactly. We, we had wife and kids. Uh, so it's something that's ingrained in you to set goals. Someone told me setting goals is bad the other day. And, and I don't know if I necessarily, like, agreed or disagreed. I respect everyone's opinion, of mm -hmm. course. Open-minded. But to me, for, for me, without setting 
a goal or or wanting to achieve something I struggle with personally. Mm. So, you know, at the beginning of every year, here's my goals. Here's what I want to do. But again, that lifestyle uh, that I want to give my family, uh, the ability to, uh, you know, be able to whether go on trips or, or be able to do what we do and, and live a comfortable lifestyle, that's what motivates me from a personal level. I do really... I, I like achieving goals. I like the recognition of mm-hmm. things. Uh, again, not not to be called up for an award, none no, of that type of that's, stuff. That's the athlete in you, right? But that's but what we do but it. you don't you don't go something to half asset, right? And that's mm-hmm. why I told Louis, like I don't like golf because I suck, mm-hmm. right? Like, and I can keep trying to get better at it, but it's just not something that I'm good at. So I'll go and and spend time with the boys, but I'm not good at it. So again, the successful, the drive, and then from a team perspective. There's really nothing better to me, and, and I mean this like wholeheartedly, than when they achieve their goals and they call me and say, hey, I just bought a new car, or hey, I bought my first mm-hmm. rental property, or hey, I, you know, I, I set myself, I want to buy a Rolex, and I finally achieved it. Because every business planning I write, if you achieve your goal, what are you gonna, like, how are you going to reward yourself? Mm-hmm. You know? um, and to me, when they call me and they say that, there's nothing better because you're helping people achieve their goals not only goals, but you're helping them create this life that, that they've always seen for themselves. And again, on in this world that we came to, there's no ceiling, right? There's no ceiling. Like you can earn as much as you put in. I and it's say, incredible. You're getting incredible. a mortgage broker's license is like getting a license to print money. That's right. That's our thing to say driver's license because there's so many of us. <laughs> <laughs> like, like literally everyone is a mortgage broker. This is you know true, what I mean? Right. Well, but we all do it differently. Yeah, right. And that's, that's what this is about, right? Yeah. We can all find a way to do what we yeah. do, but it, it really does give you the opportunity to just go out and be you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the things that, you know, like you talked about being in banking and, and being there and learning and, and, and growing in banking, it helped you build a skill set. Mm-hmm. It helped you refine your skills. For sure. But could you be you? Not fully. Not, not, you know, there was times when I was in head office and I'd be like, yeah, can I host an event or can I do this or can I do that? And I'm like, you almost feel a little bit trapped. Mm to be your true authentic self. And then you start coming off like a clown. In the most like respectful way, I felt like I was coming off like, you know, I'd run campaigns or I would host an event and then you're trying to like really be yourself. You're right, this role has allowed me to truly be myself and and be a little bit tougher Mm -hmm. as well, right? Not so much a pushover, not so much always, like there's times where you have to be political but there's also the ability to, to when, you know, you have to be tough and, and do what you have to do and you can, right? So it, it's true. This, this, this role allows us to be us, which, is, which is, what, is what, to wrap up the question, is what allows us to wake up every day and be motivated. That's part of it, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's being able to have the freedom yep. to just be you, yep. right? And uh, if you're brave enough, if you're... Lucky enough, because listen, doing this is not to, to say it's hard work, but hard work sometimes meets luck, right? 100% meets, it does. You know, the right people, the right atmosphere, you know, the right opportunity, yep. right? Um, but it's making the most out of whatever opportunity you've been given. That's right. 
and you know whether that means the Rolexes or the cars or the sure houses. whatever people yeah absolutely whatever that is or even trips whatever that whatever is whatever it is that yeah. could that, that might be you Raptors know I, game, whatever people whatever, love right? that's right it might be 50 60 80,000 a year okay right. great let's do that let's do it right but setting those goals achieving those goals all of that anyhow i'm going to i'm going to step away so all right. we were talking about goal setting okay so I'm going to ask you the question for sure. you because you know we know the whys, but I ask people often. Okay, you have your motivation. You know, you know why you're doing it. You're you're grinding every day. You're doing all these things. You know, yeah, you have the family, the people that you support. But after after a while, you say, okay, I'm I'm doing okay, mm-hmm. right? I'm doing okay. Mm-hmm. I I can see what's coming around the corners. I'm planning for it, and. Um, I'm not even going to say you take your foot off the pedal, right? Right, But you keep going, you keep working. But do you ever ask yourself, you know, how much, how much is enough? How hard do I really want to work? How much do I really want to do? What am I trying to obtain? What am I trying to build? And I, I think for us, when we first started this, it was to be the largest volume producing brokerage in Canada. And uh, we are high up there with DLC, which is fabulous. And you say, okay, you achieved it, mm-hmm. right? 2023, you guys were great. So you achieved it. Like, you could stop now. But but no, like, the way I look at it is we're just getting started, mm-hmm. right? Dynasty. Like, that's really for me. And then once we, if we do do that, and once again, there's always someone coming for you. But mm-hmm. I, I, I want to kind of stop and, and put a pause on just the volume because there's a lot of brokerages that can do volume. To me, it's about doing really good volume. And, and, and to me, when lenders can say, like today we were in a business planning with one of our B lenders and they said the, the, the quality of deals that come in from you guys are, are just, it's, it's a pleasure to work with. Like to me, it's, it's not as joyous as when you're, you know, parent-teacher interviews and they're saying your kid's a of great course. kid. But again, having lenders that want to work with you and doing good business. And thirdly, on top, to add that in, you know, volume, the right volume, really changing the industry. And that's what I love about why we can work together because when I said earlier that the broker space needs it and nothing against the pioneers that have built this space. No. But I don't want clients thinking that this should be a second option. No. Like, oh, I got turned down by my bank. I'm going to a broker. No. no. Like, again, we represent 42% of mortgages now. When I was at the bank, the broker space was always third fiddle. Yeah. To retail and mortgage specialists. Mortgage yeah. It's not the game anymore. And that's because you and your team, me and my team, which I like to believe, are taking the approach of let's care for our clients. It's not transactional. In mm-hmm. three years, I want them coming back to me or two years, or five years, whatever that is. And so, building the dynasty, doing it the right way, and and being around people that you enjoy being around, having that culture, and again, changing the industry to be something of what, you know, of astute reputation is something that I'm going for, and something that you're going for, and that's that's another thing that we have in common. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love being at the table with owners like yourself because that's what we're trying to do yeah you know 
So again, I don't know if I'm answering these questions right, but <laughs> doing the best I can, you're giving me some tough ones, but, yeah. but that's, that's really what it is. It's the way I look at it, we're just getting started. Yeah. Cause I said, I'm happy Gilmore. <laughs> well, <laughs> listen, it's, it's, uh, it's been an interesting episode watching it's been amazing. you guys, watching you just continue to grow and do what you're doing. As I said, it's been great. And, you know, I look forward to finding ways to, to just do more. Right. And because that's, that's what this is about. Right. And if, if Paul wins and we could have a small part in it, great. If, you know, we're winning and, you know, Paul can have a small part in it, great. Right. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, it's a lot of burgers and fries, right? Absolutely. And there's a lot of blazers. I mean, you always, you're always coming. I, I can't leave here without saying, like, what a blazer. <laughs> I might have to go buy that for my holiday party. Man. I don't want to look as good as you, but that's a serious blazer. And again, you've always been, you know, up there in, in I know style, not that that matters, <laughs> but style personality, infectious leadership, man. And, uh, and I know people keep saying, you know, Clyde and Paul, but we'll continue to be in those rooms together and continue mm -hmm. to do what we do. But uh, it's, a, it's an honor to be on this. I've never been a guest on a podcast and I'm, I, I'm, it's a really honor to, uh, it's a real honor to be on you, uh, on your podcast, not on you for the first time. <laughs> I appreciate it. I there appreciate we go. And near the up. end, I'm like no, muffling it up. No, you, you've, been, you've been brilliant as always, right? Um, so let me throw one more at you before I let you go. Oh, I thought Ready? we were over. Okay, throw it at me. Can't let you leave. Can't let you leave without asking you the question that I'm sure every mortgage agent and mortgage broker or, you know, anyone that's a banker that's in the business thinking about, you know, do I make the hop? What do I do? What do you, what's your advice for them? What would you say to them, right? Is now the time? Every individual situation is different what i would say is if you're finding that you can no longer service your center of influences with the company you're with it's time to, to it's time to take a look because there's nothing worse than losing a center of influence that now has to go elsewhere because you can't service their clients mm -hmm. and if you're starting to lose five ten twelve deals like once it starts creeping up you really have to start saying to yourself I need to put food on my table. Is this the right thing? Mm -hmm. And get ready for a challenge. It's really like going from the minors to the majors. Oh, 100%. My is. old VP, uh, Rennie, shout out Rennie, who's now at Home Equity Bank. Like he used to say, when people go from MMS or a mobile mortgage specialist or the bank to broker, you're really going to the major leagues. And not mm -hmm. to say that being at the bank is not because people make a great living and it's a great, great thing. And again, there's a lot of people that should stay there for a very long time. But... There's nothing worse than not being able to, to service your clientele. Mm -hmm. And especially this year where there's had to, you have to shift from that A to the B or to the private. Um, you need those options. Yeah. You need those solutions. 100%. So that would be my answer. And, uh, you know, speaking to an individual like yourself, I, you always guide people the right way. Thank you. Um, and so just have those conversations because one thing I know that you do, similar to me, is you have those honest conversations to say, you're not going to tell someone, hey, come into this space. It's going to be the best thing for you. It's, it's a lot. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's mind-blowing how much it is, and it's overwhelming. But at a certain point, if it, if it meets the criteria of your clientele, then it's time for a move. That's what I would say. It's honest advice from a wise person yeah why is it i'm feeling old <laughs> i do i do the haircut so no one sees the grays i'm up there man yeah, yeah i'm right yeah. there behind you it's by, okay. by a few years not even much so a few you still look way younger than me man i don't know <laughs> every time i see you you look the same age we're not gonna get into what you're, not, you know not, what you're gonna say not. no no we're okay. gonna leave that one alone right. again thanks again thanks for, for having me i appreciate this you was a blast thank you Clyde. cheers uptown experts
we're out.